Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. This is my last video of the week until next Monday, so I hope you all have a great weekend. I know that some of these stories are pretty wild and even questionable, but I still felt like they were interesting enough to put into a video, so I hope you still find them entertaining. There's also going to be a sponsored segment in the middle of this video, just to let you all know. All that being said, I hope you enjoy, and remember, to always, stay hungry. The story is my best friend Chloe's story, but somehow I got brought into the craziness of her ex-boyfriend. Chloe was 14 at the time when she got together with her boyfriend named Alex. Even from the start, he was very abusive. He would call her things like a whore, a slut, etc. When they got deeper in their relationship, he would slowly push away all of her friends, including me. When she had broken up with him on one of the many times, she FaceTimed me randomly. We weren't really friends at this time, but I still had a bad feeling, so I decided to answer it. When I answered her FaceTime, she had whispered that Alex was at her window, and in the call, you could hear knocking on her window. Her room was in the basement, so it's a very small window. He would have to lay down or crouch to knock on it. This scared me, so I told her to call the police or go upstairs and get her mom, but she was frozen in fear, and she wouldn't even answer my questions. I went out and told my dad just in case of an emergency. When she didn't hear knocking for 15 minutes, we thought he left. I saw the horror on her face when I then heard the window break open. It was Alex trying to climb through the window. I quickly texted her mom while still on the phone with her. All you could hear was Chloe's screams and her telling him to leave. When he had noticed she was on the phone with someone, he accused her of being on the phone with a boy. When she had told him it was me, he freaked out though, still trying to get in the window while cussing me out. Chloe slapped him in the face doing anything she could to get him to leave. I felt relieved when I then heard her mom yell her name, with Alex leaving out the window, and he was gone. They called and talked to the police, and so did I, since I was a witness on the phone. A police report was made, but sadly, that wasn't the end of this. She got back together with him out of fear for her family, as he would threaten to kill them. Chloe had been held at gunpoint through physical assault, sexual assault, and also emotional assault. After they broke up for the last time, he then turned his focus onto me. He would try to text me, and he would try to get with me. I ended up blocking him and reported his account. We had seen him a few times after all this. The last encounter I had with him was at a fair in our hometown. Me and Chloe were walking around and we were looking for a ride to go on, and that's when I saw him. He was staring at us. I felt immediately uncomfortable, and stupidly, I told Chloe, and I pointed at him. After that, he started walking over to us. The look in his eyes didn't even look human. He looked plain evil. We ran away. We ran all the way to my house, which was blocks away. We haven't seen him since, but I really do fear for anyone who becomes romantically involved with him. 
I used to be one of those girls who ignored all of the red flags when it came to the men in my life. I was so desperate to find the perfect man for me that I always tried to make excuses and also rationalizations for their behaviors. This is the perfect story to educate young women to never ignore that voice in the back of your head. The one that's screaming, something's off here. Needing love just isn't worth the risks. It was a warm, sunny afternoon and I was walking home from work. I didn't want to go back to my lonely apartment on such a beautiful day. So as I was coming up to my local park, I decided to go sit on the swings and enjoy the cool breeze and just soak in the beautiful sunshine and just clear my head from the stressful work day. Across the park, I noticed a tall, handsome man walking his dog. I saw that he was blatantly staring at me, and it was obvious he noticed. I couldn't help but stare at him. It didn't take long before he made his way over to me, and he asked what I was doing all alone on such a beautiful day. His dog got close enough to me, and he jumped on my lap, and he started rubbing his head all over me and licking me. I loved animals, so I didn't get alarmed that a strange dog was on me. He then started laughing, and then said, Oh wow, he's a pretty good judge of character. You must be a real sweetheart. I also started laughing, and I then said that it's been a long day, and I said I needed that to brighten my day. We started making small talk, and eventually, he had stated that his own life hasn't been so swell lately either. He then said to me, Maybe tomorrow we can meet back here, and then go for a walk and talk some more. I agreed, and I met him promptly at 5pm the next day. There he was, looking even more handsome the next day, as if he purposefully spiffed himself up more to see me that day. We walked for a while, and we asked each other the normal questions that people ask when first getting to know each other. I noticed that his phone kept going off, and each time he would hit the ignore button. I didn't have the nerve to bring it up because I didn't want to seem too nosy, especially since we had just met but he had started to notice I was noticing. He lets out a big huff, and then says, I'm so sorry, but my ex from six months ago has been harassing me ever since we broke up. She just can't let go, and she's been calling me and coming up with a million reasons to try and talk to me. First alarm bells started going off in my head. I've had exes harass me too, but I usually blocked them or reported them, and then they finally gave up. Why wouldn't he just do those things? But he was so intriguing. And like I said earlier, I ignored all the red flags in my younger years. The phone would not stop ringing, and his text alerts were constantly beeping. I told him why not just block her number or turn your phone off, that that would drive me absolutely mad. He said they had already blocked over 100 of these pinger numbers that she had made to call him. And at this point, it was just easier to be patient and just hope that she'll eventually give up. He eventually turned his phone on silent and he went into more about their relationship and why it ended. He said that she would just show up wherever he was at when they were together. She would show up to his work to spy on him. She would show up to the gym. She would even show up to his parents' house when he was there visiting. If they weren't together at all times, she would lose her mind and make his life a living hell. Even when they were together, she was so clingy, 
She would even get upset if he would go to the bathroom or not put his arm or hand on her at all times. He said that he put up with it for so long because he felt bad for her, as she also lived a very horrible childhood. Her dad had left her when she was five, and her mom was a drug addict. Besides her grandma, he was all she had. He knew that she had abandonment issues, but just couldn't take it anymore. He was telling me how he felt so bad for her, and how he just really hoped that one day she'll meet someone, and that all of this will come to an end. I emphasize with Josh because I know what it was like for an ex to just not let go, but at the same time, it was unnerving. I'm not the confrontational type, and it was pretty scary the thought of someone's crazy ex being hung up on the guy that I'm interested in. We finally got off the subject, and we went on to lighter, less serious conversations. I told him I was getting hungry, and I was going to head back home to make some dinner. Josh then smiles and says, Well, I was going to do the same, actually. Would you possibly want to come to my place? I can cook us both something. I never really had a guy offer to cook me dinner this early on. It was usually take me out to dinner. So the thought was kind of romantic in my head. So I agreed. His apartment complex was literally the neighboring apartment complex across the street from mine. So I thought that was pretty convenient that I wasn't that far from home when it was time to leave after dinner. The night seemed to be going absolutely perfect. The dinner he made was one of my favorites. Chicken stir fry followed by more long conversations about life and where we stood on religion, as well as politics and those deep conversations that really get you to know someone's character, then followed by laughing and smiles. And until things got quite intense, and before I knew it, we were kissing, followed by some passionate lovemaking. During this, I kept hearing a light tapping coming from the living room, not wanting to awkwardly interrupt the mood I didn't say anything, and the tapping started getting louder and faster. Josh jumped up and then said, What is that noise? Do you hear that? The tapping sound went away all of a sudden. Buck, his dog, came into the bedroom and was super excited. He jumped on Josh, and he wasn't acting like himself. Buck was always calm and laid back from what I had witnessed. Between the weird tapping and Buck... Let's just say the mood took a dark turn. We both looked at each other and put our clothes back on. Buck ran back down the dark hall, and even though I had this pit of fear in my stomach, I followed behind Josh into the dark hall and dining room, which was also part of the living room. As we approached the dining room, I heard the tapping noise again as Josh flipped the light switch on. Josh gasped, Kelly! There sat his crazy ex, tapping her long fang nails on the dining room table with the most evil smirk on her face. Every part of me wanted to run back into his bedroom and lock the door, but the fear had me frozen and I couldn't move. Hi Josh, remember me? Obviously not because you're here fucking some whore. Josh then screamed and asked her, How the hell did you even get in here? Kelly let out this creepy giggle and then said, Does that really matter? You never cared how I got in when I lived here, did you? You never cared about anything, Josh. You never fucking cared about me or how I feel. You only care about Josh, and that's it. Why don't you tell her, Josh, 
Tell her who you really love. And that's yourself. Josh starts screaming at Kelly to get out or he's calling the police. Kelly starts laughing loud this time, then saying, No, why don't you both sit down? We all have some shit we're going to sort out. Josh immediately demands her to get out once again, but she then sternly says, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying to you. You both need to sit down and talk to me. This isn't a request. This is a demand. Kelly's hand slips into the purse that she was sitting on her lap and pulls out a pistol. I'm still frozen in fear even with her command to sit down, and I can't move. I'm paralyzed and seconds away from a stroke. Josh looks at me and then says, Lily, Lily, sit down. She's got a gun. Trembling, I sat down trying not to make eye contact with her, or even Josh, and feared that it would upset her that I was looking at the man she was so obsessed with. Kelly starts crying. Why, Josh? Why? Look what you've made me do. Am I so disgusting and repulse you that much that you just don't want me? Buck at this time was barking, and he was starting to jump on me, and he was whining and rubbing his head on my leg. I know that dogs can sometimes sense emotions, and he knew I needed some comfort. Weirdly enough, Bug gave me strength within, and I finally started getting my head clear enough to finally realize this was a reality, and I had to be calm and clear-minded. Josh had tears in his eyes. Let her go, Kelly, so we can be alone, and I'll answer every question you have. I'll talk to you as long as you want me to. Kelly started crying, then saying, Why, Josh? So you can tell me how much you care about me, but not enough to want to be with me? Not enough to love me? So you can break my heart all over again? Josh muffles back his tears and then says, Kelly, I do love you. I just needed time away from you to realize it. I didn't know you loved me this much to do all this. If I would have known that, I would have never let you go. Kelly's tears then turned back into that evil smirk. You honestly want me to believe that all of a sudden, when I have a gun pointed right at you and your girlfriend, who you literally just got done sleeping with. Yeah, you really love me, huh? Do you think I'm that fucking stupid? So you not only care about me, but you also think I'm a fucking moron. Josh then screams. I swear I do love you. You're beautiful. You're smart. And no one's ever treated me as good as you did. Kelly then lets out a laugh. But now it's too late. Now you and your girlfriend can hurt like I hurt when I blow your brains out all over this fucking room. Josh starts crying again. You don't have to do this. Please, let's just go into the bedroom and talk. I want you. Let me just prove it to you. Kelly then slams her fist on the table. Joshua, that's over now. Unfortunately, your time's come to an end. Kelly looks at me and then smiles. Tell Josh his time's come to an end. I nodded no as I kept petting Buck under the table. Kelly then screams. I said tell him his time's come to an end before I kill you first. Finally tears pour from my face as I shake. No, I said. Please stop this. Kelly starts laughing hysterically. I've got both of you guys crying now. 
I guess I really am that good, aren't I, Josh? Why don't you get over here and kiss me? And when you kiss me, prove to me that you really love me. Without hesitation, Josh leans over from his chair and he starts kissing her. And he definitely made it count. You would never thought we were in this awful situation or anyone else was even in the room but them. It starts kissing down her neck and I then watched as his hand goes for the gun and my immediate reaction was to hit the ground. The two of them both fell out of their chairs and were wrestling around on the ground with Bug going crazy on top of them. The gun went off and the sound was absolutely piercing. I jumped back not knowing who got shot but by some grace of God I had grown some strength and I immediately grabbed a chair and I started hitting Kelly in the head with it as she was now down on the ground. I heard Josh yelling on the ground, I got the gun! Get out of here! I ran for my life, running up the stairs, as his apartment was on the bottom floor. I hear Josh screaming not too far from behind me, I've been shot! Call for an ambulance! I make it to someone's door, and they reluctantly let me inside to call the police. Josh standing in the hall, with Buck right by his side. Josh had been shot in the shoulder. The police arrived, and an ambulance rushed Josh to the hospital immediately. I stayed behind to explain everything that happened. The second ambulance got there to take Kelly, who had suffered some head injuries, but nothing serious. I went with the police officers back to the station for more intense questioning, and I was then told that I wasn't to see Josh until they have him questioned. I eventually got back to my apartment, where I immediately called my mom to come get me. I was in no shape to be alone with everything that had happened to me. A week later, I got a phone call from Josh. Are you alright? I'm so, so sorry I got you involved in this. I knew it wasn't his fault, but a part of me still blamed him. Why didn't you call the police on her sooner? Why did you wait so long to do something about this? You could have prevented this happening. As much as I felt bad for him, all I could think about was correlating all the bad stuff that happened with him, and I knew I couldn't risk being with him. I apologized, but I told him I couldn't have anything to do with him after all this. I wished him nothing but the best, and that I really hoped she paid for what she did. Unfortunately, she only ended up getting seven years. As for me... I ended up getting a life full of fear and PTSD from the whole ordeal, and I'm sure Josh did too. Even now and again, Josh will send me a message online, and he'll check to see how I'm doing, but I haven't laid eyes on him after the trial. He moved away after the event. Buck ended up passing away last year, according to him when we last spoke. That dog gave me so much strength when I needed it. This is what I meant when I said earlier in my story. Never ignore the red flags. I wanted so badly to be with someone that I ignored that he had a crazy ex, not knowing what was soon coming my way. And there really are so many red flags people will show you. Do not ignore the screaming voice telling you not to do this. Listen to it. Hey everyone, apologies for the interruption. I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor HelloFresh for sponsoring today's episode. 
With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. April is Earth Month, and HelloFresh is always committed to a cleaner planet. On average, HelloFresh meals have a 31% lower carbon footprint than the same meals made from the supermarket ingredients. Plus, nearly all HelloFresh packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas of the U.S. HelloFresh also keeps your taste buds on their toes, with over 40 recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each week. With so much variety, there's options for everyone. I like HelloFresh personally because it makes cooking so much easier. You have not only the ingredients you need, but you also have full-on recipes, which can especially be handy on those nights where you just don't know what you want to eat. Go to HelloFresh.com Cannibal50 and use code CANNIBAL50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. Again, go to HelloFresh.com CANNIBAL50 and use code CANNIBAL50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Twelve years ago, I was a high school graduate. I definitely fell in with the wrong crowd, and I made sure to graduate. I had just gotten out of an emotionally abusive relationship, and one of my girlfriends asked me if I wanted to go out and get my mind off things. We weren't old enough to drink, not that it stopped us, but we decided to go hang out at a park just outside of town and hike some trails. We arrive at this park, and she then surprises me with two of her friends that I've never met young about our age, and they had the attractive bad boy type look. My weakness at the time, of course. Right away, one guy walks right over to me, and he introduces himself. We'll call him Mark. He's immediately forward. I'm vulnerable. I don't even know or care what the red flags are at the time. I ate that attention right up. He loved to party, smoke, and drink. I considered this light stuff. I was basically about the same things, so we immediately became inseparable. During this time, I had began to notice some weird things that I had never seen before. Mark would disappear while I was asleep. Sometimes my car would be gone, and my wallet too. I finally brought it up because he didn't come back in time for me to go to work, so it was officially an issue for me then. He would find some weird excuses like, my mom needed something from the store, or, I got called into work. Weird things like this happened for a year. Then his mother kicked him out of her house. I was living with my parents at the time as well, so I asked them if he could come stay for a bit, and they agreed because my parents are good people. My dad and his wife aren't poor, but they aren't rich. As Mark stayed at our house, we noticed all sorts of things disappear. Same stuff with my car and never telling me where he was going or asking to use it. I needed to know what was going on, so I tore my bedroom apart. I found a crack stem fully loaded under my mattress, and I called him immediately about it. What the fuck is this? Where are you? And where's my car? So of course, he comes back to apologize, and he says he wants to get help. He'll stop. Whatever he has to do. 
So of course I'm 19 and I think I'm in love. So I believe what he says. I ended up getting an apartment not too far away from my parents, and we go live there because my parents have finally decided that they don't like Mark. They see it for what it is, but I don't. We partied hard, and I dropped out of college. I found myself pregnant at 20 years old with Mark's baby. By this time, I'm supporting us financially, as well as his drug habit, because I thought this is what I had to do for my unborn kid. His habit gets so out of control that he actually starts robbing people. He committed criminal trespass and grand larceny on my parents and my childhood house. Still to this day, he denies it. But he pled guilty because his lawyer said it was the best idea at the time. I'm very pregnant at this point. One day I'm at work in the middle of my 10-hour shift, and I get a Facebook message from a strange woman claiming she saw my car drive away from her house after a bunch of her electronics went missing and she's calling the police if she doesn't get it all back by 5 p.m. that day. He drops me off, so I have no way to get anywhere to do anything. I called his phone, and I told him what this lady said, but he denies it. Whatever, and he then pulls up at the end of my shift, sweating like he ran a marathon, and my car has no gas in it. After some loud exchanges from me, he tells me he took everything to the trap house, and he traded it for drugs. So here I am about to pop, driving him to the trap house. I pull up, and he then says, What am I supposed to do? You don't have any money. So I tell him, I don't give a fuck. Suck a dick for all I care. Go get her shit back. So he moseys up on the door, and goes inside. I waited for ten minutes. He comes back out with nothing. So I drive us back home, defeated. The next day, I got a call from the local police asking that I come in for questioning. The lady actually held up her end of the bargain. Why wouldn't she? I ended up getting interrogated for this mess, even though I wasn't even involved. The lady eventually ended up dropping the charges because she felt very sorry for me, which isn't even a win. So much had happened between then and when my daughter was born. She was six weeks premature from all my stress so I was there with her alone for most of it. I brought her home on my 21st birthday. It was the best day of my life. Something changed in me that day, because I found paraphernalia again in my apartment after I brought her home, and I told him to leave, never come back. He stole my car, outran three towns, and then he crashed my car. I'm so thankful that my kids saved my life that day. I can't imagine what it would have been like to not get out of that. He's not in our lives. Just these last couple of years, he's really gotten himself in a lot of trouble. He beat his wife in front of the kids, and he stole her car for a week. Then when she stopped giving him money for drugs, he had robbed an old woman in a grocery store parking lot. He dragged her with the car because she wouldn't let go of her purse. She was in critical condition for quite some time. I really hope she made it. His wife is now in the process of getting a divorce, and I'm really happy she's getting out. He's published everywhere. I can link an article for purpose of visual, but I'm honestly still embarrassed to even be associated with him in any way. Thank you for listening to my story. I know it isn't the normal story, but it honestly felt good for me to share it with you. Be safe out there, everyone.
and be sure to check the description for the link to the article.